time for the Susan Taylor Podcast, where we discuss the yoga of mind, medicine, and healing. Author of Feeling Good Matters, Sexual Radiance, and the Vital Energy Program, Dr. Taylor imparts authentic knowledge and practical tools that inspire, educate, and empower us to be a healing force for positive change. So join us and take your life and our planet to the next level. Hello and welcome to episode 95, How Strong Is Your Psychological Immunity? How well we handle stress, conflict, and any difficulty for that matter dictates the health of our psychological immunity. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about resilience as being a learned skill, four characteristics of resilience, and eight strategies to build psychological immunity and resilience. The more we find ourselves thrown out of our inner sanctuary, in other words, becoming emotionally imbalanced due to temper tantrums, anger, fear, irritability, and other disturbances, the weaker our psychological immunity and mental resilience. How well do we really deal with difficult situations like a loss of a job, death of a loved one, natural disasters, and the life experiences that really challenge our well-being? These adverse conditions send most of us into a spiral, putting our mind into a state susceptible to negativity. Yet over time, most people do indeed adapt and adjust to these changes. Some people take more or less time to return to that natural balanced state. When we have a solid foundation in our mindset, we have the mental strength coupled with the endurance and patience. In other words, that's our psychological immunity to ride the storm and land on our feet. Resilience, as you know, you've heard me say, is a learned skill because it's a product of how we respond, our behavior, our thoughts and actions that we process, uh, materials that come to us or experiences that come to us. Depending on the conditioning of our beliefs and our perceptions, some of us bounce back faster than others. Keep in mind that research does indicate that psychological resilience is innate in all of us. So it's not something that we don't have. All living beings, remember, want to survive no matter what. So resilience is really innate. It's just how do we strengthen that and move forward so that we're not tossed and, you know, tossed around as much so that we're not affecting our own well-being. There are four characteristics in psychological immunity and resilience that I'd like to discuss with you. The first is, remember, research indicates that resilience is the strongest in those with a good family and or community network for emotional support and stability and that are trustworthy. You have to feel that these people are trustworthy for you. But this does put the source of resilience uh, on the outside of us that we're depending on community, family, and friends. We can also learn to develop our inner trustworthy friend, which is ourself through meditation. So keep that in mind. Other factors that are needed include the capacity to step back and see a situation clearly and take steps to carry forward a plan that you may have. A third uh, characteristic is to have a positive view. In other words, confidence in yourself or, you know, in, if we're using it as a global we have to have the confidence in ourselves that we can make the change we will make 
uh, that we need to make that change in order to make the change that we want to happen. So we have the discriminatory ability to say, look, this is a situation now, I'm going to have to take a step and make that change. And having that ability in a positive sense uh, allows us to have more psychological immunity and resilience. In Sanskrit, there's a word called sankalpa, our bringing our will into action, it's our conviction. I will do it, want to do it, and can do it. So the stronger that is, the easier it is for us to make that change when something adverse happens. And the fourth is the capacity to digest strong feelings and impulses that arise in a threatening or fearful or even a sad situation. That capacity to really digest, remember mental digestion, the physical digestion is a reflection of our mental digestion and vice versa. So digestion means the ability to take in what we're seeing, right? To assimilate, utilize, and discard what we don't need. So that they are the four that I came up with, real strong characteristics that we really need to have for psychological immunity and resilience. So remember, we can put our focus on family and community networks. That's what research tells us, but also the network within our own relationship with ourself, as I mentioned in the first. The capacity to step back was the second, to see really clearly the situation and take steps to remove ourselves in a, in a place of going forward. Also having a positive view in other words, confidence within ourselves. If we have that confidence, we're also able to trust in the process and we know we can get through that. And the fourth was to digest our strong feelings and impulses. Now I'd like to move to eight strategies for building that foundation to strengthen our psychological immunity and mental resilience. And the first I came up with is to connect with humans and anyone you may feel important in your life and that you trust. And that goes back to that first characteristic that I discussed. It also includes animals and nature connecting to that, connecting even to the plants that you take care of. I think everyone needs to be, if you're not taking care of children or a family or anyone, we always need to be taking care of something. It gets us out of ourselves into that heart center. So even if you have a plant, feed a plant. It's very, very useful for the heart. Faith-based organizations, local groups, even our own family. Humans are designed for relationships. So connecting in those relationship types of things are very, very useful. The most important is that, again, the relationship with yourself and secondary to your family and friends and community. You have to have a very good relationship with yourself. Without living relationships, it does become very difficult to build resilience. We need that, we're, we're born that way. So I call, I say living relationships because the relationship we have with uh, media, with our social media, with our iPhone is not the relationship I'm referring to here. I'm talking about living relationships, eat, breathing relationships, relationships that actually have a heartbeat. The second is to accept what is. Change is a part of living. On the podcast, Does Happiness Just Happen? I mentioned that obstacles are a part of our life. They exist and there's no way around that if you're in a living, a living being or, or a living organism. Accepting what is helps. That doesn't mean that you have to like it or not like it. It just means that you have to access your higher self and realize that 
change is in everything. And sometimes we can't change a situation that happens. When we can't change that situation, then we're able to drop it, drop it and just move on. I remember uh, when I was teaching a class, when we hold on to tension in our body, one of the words I use is just drop it. When we drop it and walk away from it, walk away from the tension, we release ourselves. Each person has their own timeline and ability to do this. So we must be patient with ourselves and even patient with others if, you know, family or friends or anyone. Patience is a key. The third is to keep your focus on your life's purpose. What is your goal? It reminds me of something that I used in classes to demonstrate focus. If you're in the ocean on a wave, you need to keep your eye on the point where you're headed. Otherwise, cross currents are going to sweep you sideways and you'll end up down shore. You have to walk pretty far back to where your, you know, blanket is or your towel or anything where you kept your belongings. So you always have to keep when you're riding a wave where you want to be headed and the board will go in that direction. So in, in, in putting this in terms of what we want in life, know what you want to accomplish in life and where you want to go. And any of the obstacles, these cross currents that come along the way in your path won't knock you off the road because otherwise your board will get knocked over in the ocean itself. So keep that in mind also. The fourth is to be decisive. When we flounder in our thinking, it only creates more stress. Make a decision. If it's not the right one, then that's okay. You could always change it, make another decision. But the key is to be decisive and move forward no matter what it can happen. Otherwise, floundering will never allow you to move forward. You'll just keep staying in the cross currents of those waves. And that's where depression and frustration can actually set in. The fifth is to look for opportunity in everything. This is a gold standard. Anything that happens is to serve and as it and serves as our learning experience. My friend George always taught me to say, it's an amazing experience, no matter what, something's not going your way. I say in my mind, it's an amazing experience and rightly so. You know, where we are, we're here to enjoy the experience, no matter how painful it might be. Just ride the experience. It's an amazing experience. And this is, of course, is all relative what I'm talking about. But the point here is that if something is not going your way or there's an injustice, just say it's amazing. It doesn't have to be positively or negatively amazing. It's just amazing. That doesn't mean you find it pleasant necessarily. As I said, just amazing allows the emotion to process. The sixth, nurture a positive view of yourself. This is another gold standard in life. The most violent crimes are the ones that we commit to ourselves when we think we're not good enough, pretty enough, smart enough, handsome enough, strong enough, whatever. We don't meet up to standards. Well, who's making these standards? Half of the standards are false anyway. We make them up. We see on social media that everyone's having this grand all time. It's all false. It's all illusion. I won't comment on the delusion of grandeur, but the point here is that we must view ourselves as divine beings no matter what. As I always say, take your lampshade off, step into light, and shine brightly. Illuminate yourself. And this takes confidence, trust, and humility. And it does happen. I'm bringing up a new program I'm working on now. Uh, I've been in the recording studio for a week now, and it's really about illuminating yourself, illuminating your life so that you can carry that light to others. The seventh, keep things in perspective. Everything, everyone is doing their best. 
keep an unpleasant experience in perspective as much as possible by looking at a broader perspective. The most difficult things that we experience is change. Change happens moment to moment. And no matter what, it happens. We're changing by the moment. Our cells change over every day. Enjoy that change. It's amazing. Stay positive and visualize where you are heading and not what keeps you in a state of fear. When we do this, we start to care for ourselves and others differently. You know, we nourish ourselves. We take time to relax and our mind and experience changes. We have the splendor of actually having a human body. Positivism is the key to happiness and longevity. And there's actually research to show that. So those eight strategies, again, I'll just review them quickly for you. Connect with humans. Everyone's important in our lives. Humans are important. Animals are important and nature. Connect with those things that keep us alive. If you don't have anyone and you're isolated, get yourself a plant. Get yourself two plants. They like, actually, I grow a lot of plants. And I notice when they're in pairs, they really flourish so much better than if they're isolated. So keep them together. And when I give away my plants, which I do, or they're not my plants, I'm the steward of those plants. When I give them to people, I always give them away in pairs so that they have each other. Might think I'm crazy, but I have to say they flourish. X number two, accept what is. Number three, keep your focus on your life's purpose. Remember, you're riding that wave. That purpose is your, your board. Keep your eye on the wave. Keep your eye on, not on the wave, on, the, on that point on the shore. And that's your purpose. Be decisive. Make a decision. It's okay. Decisions are made. They come and go. And that's how we learn. Just go and ride the wave. Again, we're riding that wave. Look for opportunities in everything because everything is an opportunity for an amazing experience. Nurture a positive view of yourself. Remember, that's the key. The greatest crimes are against ourselves with negativity. You are a beautiful divine being, brilliant. Step into that and be that. Keep things, number seven, in perspective. Perspective is the real key, isn't it here? And our perspectives change as we develop our mind. Number eight, stay positive and visualize where you're heading. Not where you've been, always where you're going in the moment, in that very, that very, very uh, well-kept moment. Because if we don't, we could stay in a state of fear for too long. And as I always say, do your research and see what works for you. Remember, life is an amazing experience. And that brings us to the end of this episode. And the Susan Taylor podcast does come out every week, is available on the susantaylor.org site, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, and other podcast platforms. Remember the new YouTube uh, URL that we have, Susan Taylor PhD TV, and that's where we put all our podcasts for you to view. Please keep in mind that if you like the podcast, share it on that YouTube channel of Susan Taylor PhD TV, and you can go there and subscribe and share it there if you like. It'll help support our community. But don't forget, do subscribe to susantaylor.org if you want to continue the podcast coming into your inbox weekly. And until next time, as I always say, remain calm. It is an amazing experience. <laughs>